Today's episode of the podcast is proudly brought to you by Arena Australia. Arena are the very best swimming brand in the business, whether you're after the best race suits, racing training goggles, training aids, or even team gear for your clubs. Arena Australia are the way to go. If you don't believe me, just look up on the blocks at the finals of most events at either nationals or international events, and you'll see the Arena logo front and centre on the fastest swimmers' race suits. They just are the best. Head over to arenaswimming.com.au right now for all the latest sales and discounts, and let them know that Off The Block Swimming Podcast sent you. Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two one-hundreds in the second in it. Gary Hall Jr., the extrovert, and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. Thorpe is starting to go away from him. Oh, he's blowing him away now. Thorpe's gone more than a metre on Van der Noten's hand. But the signature of all eyes is the great Madam Butterfly, Susie O'Neill. He's coming back. Oh, he surely can't do it to him again. Chavis in the white hats. Phelps in the black hats. And Phelps is Phelps. I cannot believe he's done that. Thorpe to Thorpe. Thorpe the hall. Thorpe goes in. Australia win. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Off the Block Swimming Podcast for another week. My name is Robbie Cox. I'm your host, joined by our stats guru, um, the man who, as I've mentioned many, many times before, but I'll give him another introduction, is behind the stats that you always hear from the commentary teams, whether it's with Channel 9 or Channel 7, Channel 10, wherever the the uh, swimming is being represented on TV. David Clark is very much behind the scenes helping with all of the stats and the information that's read out on air. Mr. David Clark. David, how are you, mate? Uh, very well, thank you, uh, Robbie. Good to see you, and uh, Happy New Year, twenty twenty four. Yeah, yes, yeah, we're ready to rumble. Someone mentioned me the other day, "Oh, have you had a good break or whatever?" And I was like, "Break? <laughs> Something doesn't happen from September to like April, and and it's an Olympic year, so we don't even get to April this time around. There is no break. This is this is all guns blazing time. This is um, it, it, it certainly is, and yes, a very big year for swimming. As of course, as you mentioned, Olympic year, but there's also World Championships uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, and there's also World Short Course Championships at the end of the year. So uh, uh, never had all three major international meets uh, in the same year. Yeah, well, if I, I'm, you know, COVID messed us all up with that sort of stuff, didn't it? And, you know, yeah, certain I've, events I've, weren't able to be held and then people have had to run it back and all that sort of stuff. So it's yeah. it's made it interesting. Um, but, you know, in a way, there's, there's certain, we're um, going to do a podcast with Bobby Hurley before he heads off to commentate on uh, the Doha World Champs. And, and we're going to go through a few of the teams. And, yeah, it's going to be interesting with some of the Australian team and, and some of the other teams, you know, big names not being there. But it also gives uh, an opportunity for some of the junior athletes to come through. And I know Jacqueline Barclay's on the team. There's a few others that are getting a shot. So uh, it's going to be great for them. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, to see if anyone sort of um, – puts their hand up uh, this close to an Olympics to say, hey, wait, 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 you think you have got the team ready, but uh, I'm here as well and look out in June. So that's going to be interesting, mate. Um, interesting note, and I wanted to bring this up because we talked about it before we started, um, but David was saying, listen, how long have we got today because I really need to get to Reacher. My wife and I have been keeping up to date with the, with the show Reacher and he, he wants to get back to it. So uh, for all the Reacher fans out there, I know my wife loves it. So that's why I, I knew as soon as you said, I was like, oh, I've got to bring this up. Um, so you're a big Reacher fan, David. It's good, is oh, it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So uh, eight episodes, the final episode uh, uh, dropped this morning and uh, uh, my wife uh, said to me, Con, we'll get our coffee in the morning and watch the episode. <laughs> it will have dropped overnight. So no, 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 I've got to. I've got to get my head around this podcast. Wait till afterwards. Wait till yeah, the afterwards. No, and a happy wife, happy life. So we've <laughs> got to get this done so you can go watch Reacher because I know exactly what happens. And yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. My wife's always like, let's do this. And I go, oh, good podcast with Shannon. She always looks at it like um, I'm just spending time with my friends, though. You know, so like, oh, yeah. so you're going to see Shannon again this week. I'm like, oh, my goodness, it's a podcast. You know, we go to thousands of people every week, thousands. Maybe not thousands, maybe just one or two. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Reacher, for those of you out there, David's uh, he's putting his stamp of approval on it. Get it what's it on, Amazon? Uh, yeah, it's on Prime, yeah, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. There you go, get around it, people. Now, we're not here to talk about Reacher. We're here this week 
to talk all about the Australian Open Water Championships uh, that are, of course, starting next week over in WA in Bustleton. Um, we'll be heading over on Tuesday. A lot of other coaches are going either Saturday, Sunday, Monday, depending on what your programs look like. And we've got um, uh, a, a swim meet that we're holding over the weekend, so I couldn't get away too early. But, um, mate, it, it's going to be it's going to be a big week. It's a little bit different in terms of who's going to be available with the world champs being on so close to this. That obviously there's a few of the bigger names. Uh, no disrespect to the names that are on the call sheet, but there's there's some of the bigger names that aren't going to be available due to them being away. Nonetheless, where you know where that happens, I see always opportunities, of course. Um, but it, it's going to be it's going to be a great week. Bustleton's a great town. Before we get into, it, have you been to Bustleton? Yeah, look, I have been to Bustleton, uh, and I've been to the Bustleton jetty. Went there. Uh, Did in, you get on the train? Uh, no, I didn't. No. Um, uh, my my daughter lives in Perth, and uh, Ros and I flew over there, and we um, uh, spent a week or so uh, over in Perth, and a couple of days uh, driving out, driving around the southwest. Stopped in in Bustleton, but it was the middle of winter because I was really hoping to uh, get a swim in. If if you're familiar uh, with with the venue, uh, you'll you'll note that there's a um, a little ocean uh, pool just next to the jetty, which I was really keen to have a swim in. Uh, and uh, went there, got changed, started to go down the ladder to get in the pool, and it was so bloody cold. <laughs> I uh, I decided no, I I cannot cannot do this. So uh, so I missed uh, missed that opportunity, unfortunately. But it's a lovely, absolutely lovely spot, and um, and uh, I'd, I'd love to be uh, coming over there to watch the the championships in person, but not this time. Yeah, no, it, it's a great spot. Look, the only thing. Part of me uh, that's a little bit difficult sometimes with venues like this. This is just from our perspective, being on this side of the country. It's a five-hour flight and a three-hour drive, uh, but once you're there, it's it is a, it's a fantastic spot. I've got no no issues in terms of the venue itself and the area. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of beer test, uh, beer, um, wine tasting, beer what tasting. Is the Margaret River. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's there's heaps of stuff going on. Um, it's a it's a great little town as well. Everyone's really friendly and nice, and um, they always put on a good show, especially for Australia Day celebrations while we're over there as well. So. Uh, once we're there, it's all good. I just whinge along the way, that's all. Um, but once I'm there, yeah. I'm good, David. Once I'm there, I'm good. Now, as I said, we're here to talk about the Australian Open Water Championships. We're going to obviously, you know, if David's on, we're going to do a little bit of a history check as well and go back in time, look at different venues, events, champions, coaches, coaches that have mastered it and done a really good job as well. Um, David, did you want to give us a, a, just a quick brief sort of look at the history of the Open Water Championships? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so open uh, water swimming, is, uh, is, as you probably know, takes place in outdoor bodies of water, including oceans, lakes and rivers. So I guess it's really as old as, as swimming itself. In fact, sort of really um, uh, in, in a manner, open water swimming predates uh, swimming pools. So mm. in fact, some of the early editions of the Australian Swimming Championships and the Olympic Games actually uh, took place in open water. So in 1896, the first Games in uh in um athens uh they were in the bay of piraeus in 1900 uh in the Seine uh river the swimming events took place where australia's freddie lane won a couple of gold medals uh and the following games in st louis in the us in 1984 the swimming events took place in a lake uh so um uh, so it has been around for a long long time but uh it only became uh an official discipline uh, of uh, uh, FINAS, which was the uh, you know go governing body for world aquatics, and only became an official uh, discipline uh, of aquatics uh, back in uh, 1990. Mm. And so, open water events were added to the World Championship program uh, in 1991 when uh, the uh, championships were held in Perth. So, of course, yeah. the World Aquatics Championships first started in 1973, but. Uh, you know, it took almost 20 years before open water events were added added to the program. Um, and uh, again, even um, in Australia, prior to that, there was a couple of different uh, uh, organising bodies for open water swimming in Australia. There was the Australian Marathon uh, uh, Swimming Association and the Australian Long Distance uh, Swimming Association. Okay. Uh, and um, in 1990, uh, both of those... Um, uh, the organisation of open water swimming in Australia um, came under the umbrella of 
Swimming Australia, and uh, and uh, in the same year they uh, started uh, the Australian uh, the first official Australian Open Water uh, Swimming Championships. So they were held on uh, Manly Dam in January 1990, uh, and uh, the Australian Open Water Swimming Championships have been held every year ever since. Uh, um, in, and they managed to avoid being cancelled by COVID as well. So. Uh, have not missed a year since uh, since 1990. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, Manly Dam. Yeah, it's interesting when you, you when we talk about um, that even with the Olympics, open water swim wasn't called that. They were racing, but it was they were racing in open water. In open water bodies. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it, isn't that interesting? And yeah, it takes a while. I mean, obviously, um, it, what a great way to do it in terms of you know giving representation to these sort of more distance orientated athletes um what do they call them marathon swimmers i don't really know necessarily then we're not doing 25 k's and stuff anymore but (laughs) um you know certainly i think it's fantastic in terms of you know there's so many different athletes you know you look on a, a athletics track they're not all sprinters are they so it's fantastic that um, they got around to in 1990, making sure we recognise these distance athletes and giving them opportunities to to shine and thrive. And we're going to talk about um, one uh, a little bit later on that I used to train with. That used to, just just to put in a uh, phenomenal amount of kilometres per week. It was crazy oh. to watch. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, no, fantastic stuff. And yeah, as you said, Manly Dam 1990 to kick us all off. There's been some different venues. Um, David, obviously, I've myself have, as a coach, been around to a few now, and always I do I do really like um, open water because some of the venues as a coach are fantastic to go to, get your toes and feet in the sand and just on the beach, and you know everyone's rocking and rolling doing their racing stuff, but it's it's a bit of a different uh, you know a bit of a different vibe being on the beach at open water nationals versus you now being at SOPAC or being you know. Uh, up in Brisbane or wherever it might be that um, the Australian Championships are held. So uh, I do enjoy the different venues. Um, what are some of the ones where where Australian uh, Open Water Championships have been held before? Uh, yeah, so as I said, uh, been held every year since uh, 1990. Um, but, uh, every state in Australia has uh, held uh, the titles at uh, one stage or another. Um, New South Wales and Queensland uh, are both, uh, both having held it nine times each. Um, it's been held in in Western Australia on on eight um, uh, previous occasions, uh, a couple of different venues, including the Swan River in in Perth and down at Bathers Beach uh, okay. in uh, Fremantle. Uh, also, uh, they've held it at the um, at the Champion Lakes Regatta Centre in Perth as well. In fact, uh, a couple of different regatta centres around Australia uh, have held the championships. The Sydney International Regatta Centre held it. Uh, as you know, that was uh, where the uh, rowing was held for the Sydney Olympics, also Lake Nagambi mm. uh, down in uh, in country Victoria. Um, and, uh, yeah, so a Br- a Brighton Beach in Adelaide is a, another uh, another venue that uh, has, has held it, uh, in fact, five times. Hey, great stuff. Um, but, yeah, Busselton, uh, uh, one of the many regional venues, uh, and that is, as, as you say, I mean, one of the reasons I, I do like it is is because it does take, uh, swimming to you know some of these um, uh, you know good uh, regional venues. So Bustle has held it um, uh, a couple of oh, last year. Um, uh, Geelong, uh, Lake Macquarie near Newcastle, um, Sunshine Coast, uh, Gold Coast has held the event a few times, and uh, Morwell uh, in um, the Latrobe Valley in mm. Victoria. So um, it's really good to see an Australian uh, championships go to uh, you know regional venues, and uh, love love to see the pool swimming go to a regional venue one one year as well. It's been a long yeah. time since that ha- that's happened. Yeah, we have discussed that on the podcast before. <laughs> um, Geelong, I definitely remember Geelong. Well, I don't know if it's been there how many times it's been at Geelong, but the one time I was there as a coach at Geelong, uh, yeah, she was a bit dicey in terms of um, <laughs> there were sea urchins, kids were getting <laughs> their feet, you know. Um, oh, jelly, jellyfish is usually the, well, the, the there was challenge. Well, and that was the other thing. So jellyfish <laughs> were everywhere and – you know, it's it's just one of those things. And it is one of the things that I do love about open water is that um, it's not, you know, two lane ropes and your lane and away you go. And um, sometimes it comes down to resilience and toughness and what mm. can you push through and what won't you push through and where's your where's your threshold of what you're going to put up with and what you're mm. not. Because, um, yeah, no, at Geelong, 
very quick story. I had a girl, um, Annabelle, her name was, uh, did 5Ks and um, she finished it, right? So I, I didn't really know anything other than she finished because the, the venue itself, you couldn't really get out and see too much. Once they started, they're off. And mm. um, certain venues, you can watch a little bit more, David, and you can walk alongside and see everything. Like the Sydney Regatta Centre, you can walk alongside and really watch the whole race if you want to. Yeah. And other ones, once they take off, you know, do your best. If you want to get your binoculars out, you can. But other than that, that's about all you got. Geelong, anyway, off, off old Annabelle goes. She swims around. She comes back, whisked away straight away um, with the paramedics and people. And I'm like, what the hell has gone on? She has finished the race. Uh, and it turns out, yeah, her body had gone into shock. She had so many different um, stings and things like that along the way. But wow. she didn't stop. She didn't stop. She kept going. We yep. had a team photo. I had to Photoshop her in it later because she was she was hit laying down with a blanket over her and yeah. and recovering. But um, as I said, um, some people put their hand up on that day. She didn't. But it just mm. depends on what people want to push through and are able to push through. And um, it's not always that bad. Don't get me wrong. That was just that's my memory from Geelong. I don't know any coaches that are listening that might have been there as well. Maybe you've got your own stories from from Open Water Champs in Geelong, but. Um, Old Annabelle, yeah. I've never seen anyone as tough as that, that's for sure, because mm. she, she was covered in it. And yeah, she, she yeah, just yeah. kept chugging away. So No, absolutely. Look, you know, there's no doubt there are, you know, there are dangers uh, to open water swimming. Um, uh, you may uh, remember the US swimmer Fran Crippen uh, died uh, in an open water event, I think, in um, the Middle East. It might have been Dubai back in 2010, 2011, which was a, you know, a, a huge tragedy for uh, mm. world swimming and, of course, uh, led to many changes in, you know, regulations surrounding the conduct of um, of open water events. Uh, yeah, so. Well, even uh, with, yeah, with temperature and stuff like that, mm. David, yeah, there's yeah. certain temperatures that it can and can't be now uh, because uh, for the listeners out there, if you're not familiar with open water, you know, open water is, is held all around the world in many different fantastic locations, some not as ideal as others and, some temperatures in the water are ridiculously high and, and mm. these guys are, are needing to push their bodies through uh, unbelievable amounts of uh, of effort and energy and, you know, losing so much water and not being able to replace that and, and get that back in. So dehydration becomes a part of it and so many different factors. So, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, regulations around temperatures and conditions and things like that, certainly for swimmer safety. Um, fortunately you. enough here in Australia... I must admit, other than and Geelong's really the only sort of thing that sticks out to me in my time as coach, coach 23 years now, so I've been to a few of these. That was really the only, like, time I thought, oof, I don't know how great this is. The conditions just weren't great across the board for everyone. Um, but all the other venues seem to be pretty good. And as I said, Bustleton's got a few little uh, stingers here and there, but nothing <laughs> too crazy and... Um, yeah, I mean, um, Brighton Beach in Adelaide is a fantastic spot. Mm. Great spot. So, no, um, looking forward to that. Those are some of the great venues. Interesting you say New South Wales had it nine times. That must have been ages ago because we haven't had it for a while. Um, uh, so they must have had it earlier on and then slowly started to move away. Yeah, yeah. Look, a, a couple of times at uh, at Manly Dam uh, in the um, in the 1990s, uh, Sydney International Gator Centre at Penrith, as I mentioned uh, before uh, has held it uh, uh, five times, um, uh, yeah. So uh, you know, and a few um, on a few other occasions. Uh, as I said, Lake Macquarie Point, Wollstonecroft uh, uh, at Lake Macquarie. That was in uh, 20, 2013. Um, yes, uh, Sydney, that's right. Yeah, Sydney was due to to hold it in twenty twenty one. That got cancelled due to COVID. But the uh, Oz Ski Resort up in Coolum. Uh, on the Sunshine Coast, uh, uh, picked up the event, so it was held in March rather than uh, January in in 2021. So uh, it, it didn't end up actually getting cancelled in in 2021. It's just that they uh, they had to shift the venue. But that was the last time the um, the championships were uh, meant to be uh, held in New South Wales. So um, yeah, I do remember uh, yeah. that. Up yep. there. yeah. And 2014 was um, was when it was held in in Geelong. Um, Okay, uh, at e Eastern Beach, one of the events. That was a five-kilometre event. in Ten years ago. My God, I'm getting well, yeah, old. Yeah, it was. Ten years <laughs> ago. Um, all right. Now, the, one of the other little fun facts coming through here, David, just having a look. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, David is fan-bloody-tastic at sending through notes 
um, just things that you go through. Like, actually, that's right. And you just read jogs your memory. And um, so some of the events that were on before, uh, that some are no longer um, around, some have just been in- introduced uh, in the last, you know, five or six years or whatever it might be. What are some of those events, David? Yeah, so um, initially it started off um, uh, with men's and women's 25-kilometre uh, uh, events. Uh, uh, so that's what you really would call marathon swimming. So, yeah, you know, they go for five and a half or six hours, which is an incredibly long uh, period to be uh, in a swimming race. Um, yeah, so that was... Um, uh, that was held from 1990 to until 2009. It continued on the World Championship program right up until uh, I think uh, 2019. I think it was. Um, so the last couple of World Championships, they haven't held a 25 kilometer event. Um, but the staple um, of the Australian Championships, um, you know, it, it really seems to be the five and the 10 kilometer events, which are on the program uh, at the moment. They've been. Yeah. Uh, they've been around since 1997 and 2001, respectively. Of course, the 10-kilometre event is the event that's held at the Olympic Games, yep. uh, and uh, that was introduced to the Olympics back in Beijing in 2000 and uh, back in 2008. Um, they've um, uh, introduced well, they introduced a relay into the Australian Championships uh, back in 2017. It's a mixed uh, event for for men and women. Uh, so that's at the moment now held over a uh, four by fifteen hundred meter uh, event, uh, and uh, they've also held held uh, multi sorry multi class uh, <laughs> events uh, since two thousand and two for um, for our Paralympic swimmers. So uh, although they've uh, never really attracted terribly big fields, um, that has been on the program now for uh, for over twenty years. Yeah, the, um, for the junior athletes coming through, I know they started. They've introduced the seven point five k. I'm not sure when that came through. It's not obviously a uh, an event that you're selected for on the Australian team or for world champs or things like that. They might be for junior teams. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But yeah, seven point five k. Remember that came in as well, uh, yep. which was good just to bridge the gap. I think they noticed that some of the juniors were having to go from five to ten, and there wasn't a bit of a a, a gap difference there. So. That's been good. It's interesting, yeah, that 25K, um, you know, as we said, that's definitely a genuine marathon race. And I know for me, and we're going to get to it, as I said, in a second with with the swimmers and some of the accolades, but Mark Saliba, who who trained at Campbelltown, and, and that name is synonymous with Campbelltown Swim Club and um, just yeah, phenomenal work from the family as well. And we can get into that later. But Mark um i remember just the tireless amount of time he would spend in the pool the water, three yeah. sessions a day um and smashing up and down these kilometers and i know how decorated of a champion he is especially at 25k i know he did you know five and 10ks as well and he'd always do a good 1500 in the pool and stuff like that but 25k for a while there he, he was the man yeah yeah ab- absolutely so uh now he's um uh, it, you know, he is the the most decorated Australian Open Water champion. Uh, he's got ten wins. Uh, uh, Chelsea Gebecca is uh, only one behind, but she won't be here in uh, in Bustle next week, so she won't have an opportunity this year to uh, uh, to overhaul him. But yeah, uh, he I mean he won his ten titles I think across five, ten, and twenty five kilometer distances. So it yep. just shows you the you know the the incredible range. Uh, you know that he um, that he had uh, as a swimmer, um, and um, yeah, you know, look, it's certainly not in the program for um, open water championships, but uh, but I do remember a number of these, um, you know, well-known open water championships. Uh, open, open water champions would, you know, get in the swimming pool and do a twenty-four hour swim, see how far they could go in twenty-four hours. And uh, I remember, oh, years ago. Um, uh, uh, the members of the public were invited to join Susie Moroni in a record attempt um, and uh, at, uh, at Cars Park Pool in Sydney. And I, I remember um, uh, Ros and I had been out to a dinner party, and I said to Ros, "Look, let's call into the pool on the way on the way home from the dinner party. Susie Moroni's in there. I'll, I'll go and you know join her for a couple of laps." Yeah. And so I think I got there at about one o'clock in the morning, uh, and uh, I she was you know powering up in the down the pool. There was only three or four other people in the pool, so I thought I'll you know jump in away I go, and I don't think I I couldn't keep up with her for a single lap, <laughs> and 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 I think she was already about forty kilometres into the you know eighty or ninety odd kilometre record that she was um, uh, about to break. So uh, 
just an incredible um, endurance. Oh, 100%. You're talking about Susie Some of these champions. Some of the open water swims that she's – uh, she's uh, she's done in her swimming career. Um, it, it, obviously, with open water, some of the Australian champions cross over as well. Champions in the pool, champions yep. in open water as well. Um, one of the names that comes to mind straight off the bat for me, um, even without your list here, which is very helpful though, is Kai Hurst. Um, you know, he's a, he's a fantastic athlete, um, not just in swimming, obviously with Ironman and stuff like that as well. But there's some of the other names that have sort of being champions um in in both the in in both the pool and the um uh, and open water yes australian champion look yeah uh, look uh, kai kai hurst um uh is is certainly um you know i think one of the you know uh, great australian uh a- a- athletes of all time um you know he he won uh, uh he, i mean he he, he won I think eight eight open water titles, according to uh, to my records, across three distances, like Mark Saliba, uh, mm. five, ten, and twenty five uh, kilometer events. He won. Um, he uh, he also, you know, was a great champion in the surf. I think he won thirty Australian surf titles and I think seven or eight Ironman titles. Um, he actually finished third in the fifteen hundred meter freestyle behind. Grant Hackett and Craig Stevens at the Athens Olympic trials in 2004. So he almost made the the, the pool team at the Olympics, um, but he did in 2008 make the Australian Open Water team at the Olympics. So he finished 11th in Beijing and and uh, and 20th in London. Um, but interestingly, uh, he was also a grinder aboard the America's Cup boat Oracle in yes. 2017. So yes, so I do that, remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look. I think he's one of the most underrated Australian champions in in any sport or multiple sports in the case of sailing. So, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, he's a very yeah. chill so guy was- too, Mister Kai. I remember having him on the podcast, and and the vibe I was getting across the screen was just one of chilled, relaxed, happy, fun, enjoying his life. Yeah, uh, he obviously rips in um, and and works tirelessly at the things he loves to do. But outside of that, I think he. He's got a really uh, great uh, work-life balance, and he, he's, you know, as I said, he's he's always pretty chilled and pretty happy. Some of the Australian champions, David, uh, for open water, went on to be world champions as well. Yep. Um, who, who were they? Yeah, yeah. So we've we've had a handful. Um, a few of the women, none of the men yet. Uh, Shelley Taylor Smith is is probably the um, uh, the first one that comes to mind. She won five Australian open water titles. Um, her last at the age of 34 uh, in 1996. Now, when idea. when you think that she finished third uh, in one of the backstroke events at the Australian Olympic trial, uh, uh, swimming trials for the 1976 Montreal Olympics. So mm. she narrowly missed a, a place on the Montreal Olympic team back in 1976. Uh, and uh, and twenty years um, twenty years later, you know she's she's winning an Australian Open water title. So it's a huge. So effort. so that is uh, uh, look it, hers is quite an incredible story. Yeah, she won the uh, inaugural uh, twenty five kilometer event uh, at the World Championships in Perth um, a year after winning her first uh, a year after winning the Australian uh, title. Um, and uh, look, one of my favourite things about. Uh, Shelley Taylor Smith is that um, you know when you become a famous Australian swimmer you have to you know you have to write an autobiography right mm-hmm. so you know and and you need the obligatory pun in the title so of course um, you know Liesl Jones her autobiography was uh, titled Body Lengths uh, Libby Trickett Beneath the Surface mm-hmm. Patria Thomas Swimming Against the Tide yep. Tracy Wickham Treading Water Shelley Taylor Smith Dangerous When Wet. <laughs> and I and, and and I can't think of a a better description of um of Shelley Taylor Smith. Uh, she was just an incredible champion. Yeah. And uh, I've got to say, you know, y- used to beat the blokes. Yeah. Because uh, in those days, uh, the races were often a mixed race, even though they were all awarded separate men's and women's titles. It was a single race, and uh, you know, Shelley would get get out there and 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 beat the guys. So, um, yeah. look, Shelley Taylor Smith, you know, for me is one of the great Australian champions. Haley Lewis, of course, you know, I'm sure you know exploits in the in the pool. Mm. Um, she won three Australian Open Water titles, including the five and ten k double uh, in 2001. 
um, went on to win uh, uh, bronze in the 5K uh, uh, at the 2001 World Champs in, um, in, in Fukuoka as well. Uh, Melissa Cunningham is another name that springs to mind. She won gold in the 25-kilometre event at the 1994 World Championships in Rome. Uh, Melissa Gorman, six Australian Open water titles, gold in the 5K at the uh, Rome World Championships in 2009. Uh, and, of course, Karina Lee, who won our first uh, Olympic medal in open water uh, in Tokyo. Um, uh, she uh, won five Australian uh, open water titles. So um, so a great deal of success amongst the women uh, at uh, at world level. Not so much um, amongst the men, Um uh, but uh, we've already talked about uh, uh, Grant Hackett. Um, mm-hmm. He won a silver in the five kilometres at the 98 World Champs in Perth. Um, uh, uh, sorry, that was Kai Hurst. Uh, uh, Grant Hackett, um, uh, it, it's um, it, 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 easy to forget. He um, he won an Australian Open water title over 10 Ks uh, yep. in, uh, in 2008. Uh, didn't swim the Open water at the Beijing Olympics uh, uh, that year, but he won an Australian title. Um, and, of course, you know, the um, uh, the, the current um, uh, group of Australian women who are off to uh, Doha for the world champs uh, in a few weeks, um, uh, Kia Melvilton, Matty Goffin, Moesha Johnson, uh, all have won open water and pool titles at the Australian Championship. So, um, so yeah, there's, uh, you know, quite a good... Um, uh, quite a good range of um, you know Australian champions across across both across both disciplines. Yeah, pool and pool and open water, and and you mentioned Karina Lee there, and and yeah, what what a moment it was um, for her getting that medal, um, first open water medal uh, at Olympic Games, um, and we talked about you know the outside elements, David, and the things you've got to put up with, and I don't know of how many people remember watching this. But she's mentioned it to me before she got hit by it. They had flying fish that were just flying straight up and out of the water. Mm. Uh, and, and you know, one or two of them smacked her in the face on their way through. So these are some <laughs> of the things that you've got to put up with. you got to put up water. with yeah. And um, she managed to weather the storm and still get an Olympic medal. Yes, imagine that. Imagine you're just pottering along. You just, Well, let's be honest, she's not pottering along. But you or I are pottering along. And then out of nowhere, bang, a fish comes flying up out of nowhere and smacks you in the face. Um, And as I said, these are the things that people, you know, look, how many swimmers out there might say, oh, it hit me in the head and now I don't feel good. And um, open water certainly tests your toughness and resilience and things you, you know, where's your limit? Where's your line? What are you going to put up with and what aren't you? Yeah, it certainly does. And the other fellow I should mention, uh, you know, talking about Australian open water champions and pool champions is, um, look, not surprisingly, you know, the uh, most of the people we've just mentioned have have um, in the pool have won in distance freestyle. You know, eight eight hundred meter freestyle, fifteen hundred meter freestyle. Yes. So the so the jump to open water is is you know is a logical step. How about Travis Nedapel? He won the five kilometer open water event in two thousand and eight, mm-hmm. and then in the pool a few months later at the Olympic trials wins the four hundred meter individual medley. Yep. So, so that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty unique uh, that's a pretty unique double, I think. So, uh, so uh, yeah, hats off to uh, for Travis for for that double. I don't think that'll be repeated by uh, by uh, any of the uh, the current crop any any time soon. Yeah, no, it's definitely um, yeah outliers. They're they're for sure, and and there's certain swimmers, as you said, that have crossed over, but not as many as as um, as you would think. So certainly, you know, swimmers able to do the tough stuff and get stuck in there. And, we, you know, as I mentioned before, we're going to go through some of the names and that are famous and we've mentioned some of them already, but we'll go through a few in a minute um, that have managed to do um, some incredible things. And as I said, I wanted to mention Mark Saliba, John Saliba, who his father, um, met, you know, as I said, big family in terms of Campbelltown Swim Club, but um, John was, you know, I think a manager on the Australian swim team in terms of open water and very big on bringing open water to uh, New South Wales uh, with the districts. I think the Metro Southwest now are very big on uh, open water and they've got the John Saliba uh, open water event, which is the yep. Metro Southwest, the district event, but it's named after John. Um, but uh, Mark, as I said, an absolute champion, as you said, 10 titles, most decorated champion of all time. 
uh, two in the 5K, two in the 10, six in the 25K, mm. so um, and he had a lot of Ks under his belt. But he was just such a hard worker, David, and, and very unassuming character. He, he wasn't very out there and loud and um, just went about his business, did his work and uh, work ethic like nobody else I'd ever seen. Um, just made me tired watching the amount of training he was doing. <laughs> so he, he was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'll mention – just before I give it back to you, just because I'm a big fan of hers, Chelsea Gubecker, uh, the most decorated woman uh, in terms of titles, nine, I think you said, um, yep. six coming from the 10K. Um, you know, she's been – it feels like she's been on the Australian team for quite a while. In fact, well, she has. It's she has been. 20, she was, 2013, I think, in Barcelona was her first world championship. Yeah, she just started mm. so young, right? So mm. – um, she's been phenomenal for a long time and, and, and certainly, as I said, someone who flies the flag high for open water swimming here in Australia and distance swimming in Australia. She races in the pool as well and does a good job. And, um, but in terms of open water, um, I don't think there's, there's anybody out there at the moment who flies the flag higher than Chelsea Kubeka. So yep. well done to Chelsea. But who else yep. have we got, mate? There's some other names on here and that have some some fantastic accolades, I've got to say. Yeah, yeah. No, look, absolutely. No, and a couple we've mentioned, um, uh, but I'll just quickly uh, do so again. Yeah, Shelley Taylor-Smith, we talked about before, oldest winner, 34 when she won the uh, women's 25K event in 1996. Um, Kai Hurst um, ha has a really interesting record amongst the men in open water for uh, at the Australian Champs. He's both the youngest winner. He was 16 when he won his first title in 1997. He's also the oldest winner amongst the men. Uh, he was 29 when he won the 10K event in um, in 20 uh, in 2011. Um, uh, Sarah Bowd um, uh, is uh, another name worth mentioning. She was the youngest winner of an open water event. She was just 13, 13. Uh, when she won the women's 5K event in wow. uh, in 19. Uh, 99. She used to uh, swim alongside uh, Liesl Jones uh, mm -hmm. around that time. Um, and, of course, in the multi-class uh, event, Brendan Hall, one of Australia's great Paralympic swimmers, he, um, he's won a record nine uh, titles um, yep. uh, in the, uh, amongst the men's, um, uh, men's multi-class event. Um, yeah, so they're just um, some of the, uh, some of the uh, you know, major sort of milestones. Um, a, a couple of others worth mentioning in, in terms of the coaches. John Rogers, um, a well-known swimmer for as coach, I should say, for uh, for many many years. His um, his swimmers have won sixteen Australian Open water titles. Um, he's had three champions: uh, Trent uh, Grimsey, Nick Sloman, and Karina Lee. Mm -hmm. um, but the other fellow worth mentioning, um, uh, although his swimmers have only won six uh, individual titles at the Australian Open water championships. Uh, Chris Nesbitt um, has coached all, all those six titles have come from six different winners. Mm. Um, so, um, which is, you know, quite, uh, quite a remarkable achievement. And he's got a, a swimmer this week, Taylor Martin. Yep. Uh, and uh, if she wins, um, uh, that'll be a, a record seventh uh, open water swimmer that, uh, that Chris has uh, coached uh, to an Australian title. So uh, that'll be an interesting milestone uh, to, uh, to look out for, um, uh, for Chris uh, Nesbitt. And, um, yeah, and just to look in terms of other stats, if you like, um, uh, leading club is um, uh, Redcliffe uh, uh, up uh, north of Brisbane, has the most wins of any club, mm -hmm. uh, 19. Uh, Noosa is fast catching up. Uh, yep. uh, with, uh, They've with got a big team this week, next week, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, they might win a couple more this week, absolutely. Um, yeah. Your club, Campbelltown, is in double figures on 11. Uh, I, I suspect, I, well, I think 10 of those are due to Mark Saliba. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be right. Yeah, I think yeah. you might be right. But there's still yeah. there's still a, a good team going over there. I know Justin's yep. taking a team over, so go on, Campbelltown. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so those are the um, those are the, uh, the the uh, the the leading um, the leading clubs. And uh, look, in terms of um, uh, wins by state. Uh, Queensland su swimmers, not surprisingly, uh, have won the most titles, 81 uh, titles um, out of the 147 events that have been held since 1990. Again, I'm only talking about the open events, not the age yeah. group events. Um, yeah, so Queensland swimmers well ahead of New South Wales. Um, and no uh, title yet won. for Tasmania. Uh, yeah, only state. Uh, yeah, no Tasmanian swimmer um, has uh, won an Australian open water title. Um 
And uh, so, yeah, there's a, a, a handful of entries, I think, from Tasmania. It's an opportunity. Uh, uh, this week, so maybe they might uh, might be able to break uh, break the duck. Come on, Tasmania. Yeah. It'd be pretty cold down there. I noticed you, there was one event, uh, one one event held in Tasmania. Yeah. Um, do you know where that was? Yeah, that was so, – so that was, I think, the second championships back in uh, – Back in 1991, um, uh, they were held um, uh, at a. Uh, I'm not sure about the pronunciation of this, so apologies if I get it wrong. Lake Uganana, which is just outside Devonport, okay. uh, they were the second uh, championships uh, in 191991 uh, held in um, okay. uh, near Devonport in in Tasmania. So that's the only time they've uh, they've hosted the event. Come on, Tasmania, we can get on the board. Get on the board. Um, all right, now let's get to to this year's, and we're briefly going to touch on it because, uh, as we mentioned, some of the bigger names aren't there, which doesn't mean we don't want to mention these other names. It just means sometimes we don't know as much about everybody else that's going. Sometimes it's easier to get some uh, background information on some of the uh, bigger names. Um, but this year uh, is the 35th edition of the Australian Open Water Championships. Um also, we mentioned before that there's a 4 by 1500 metre relay. Um, we actually have a team, St. George Swim Club have a team in yeah. the open relay. Um, <laughs> and I know Aqua Blitz, Tu and Gabby have a team. We're the only two New South Wales um, teams that are, that are in, so I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, um, but, um, yeah, no, that that's going to be exciting. Bit of different, uh, bit of a different flavour there with the 4 by 1500 Makes it mm. a bit of fun as well. Um, but yeah, mate, look, there's no defending champions, as you mentioned, due to a lot of them, uh, are at, at the world champs at Doha. But as I mentioned at the top of the, the show as well, to me, that just means there's opportunities there for people to create a bit of history and, and start their own legacies. Um, what, what are we looking forward to next week over in, uh, Bustleton? What do we got coming up? Yeah, yeah, a couple of names uh, stood out for me. Um, yeah, uh, five events on the opening program: men's and women's five and ten k, plus the um, uh, the relay, as you mentioned. Um, men's ten uh, k. Um, uh, a young fellow called Thomas Raymond from uh, Noosa mm -hmm. uh, finished second last year behind uh, Nick Sloman, so he looks to be the um, you know the swimmer to watch in in the uh, the men's ten k event. Um, uh, a couple of swimmers from the North Coast Club uh, in Perth are. Um, also worth mentioning, Robert Bonsall and uh, and Jack Wilson. Yep. Uh, they both finished in the top ten last year. There's a couple of Japanese visitors as well. Yeah, I'm interested uh, in this one. one, David. Yeah, yeah, hit me. What's, <laughs> what's, his, what's his name? Yeah, Kosushi Imafuku. Oh, uh, yeah. Look, yeah. So well he's done, the, David. you're you're not a professional, eligible. mate. You're a professional. <laughs> uh, not eligible to um uh, to win the title, Australian title, of course. But um, uh, Kosushi is the youngest in the field at 17. Uh, and if he happens to win, he'll be the youngest to um, uh, to win the men's uh, 10k event. Um, yeah, in the women's uh, 10k again, no um, uh, no uh, defending champion. Um, but um, yeah, Madison Armstrong, uh, sister of Bailey Armstrong, who who's in Doha. Uh, Rebecca Weller and Taylor Martin uh, are the um, swimmers returning uh, from uh, last year's uh, top 10. So I I suspect the um, uh, you'll see the winner amongst uh, those three. Uh, Thomas Raymond uh, is uh, in the men's 5K, so uh, he might might be looking to do the double. Mm. Um, uh, and uh, look, scrolling through the um, uh, the list of entrants, the other name that stood out for me was a fellow called Harry Hay. Yeah. Now, uh, now for all the um, keen students of uh, Australian Olympic swimming history, uh, will know that um, uh, there was a, a great Australian swimmer and coach, Harry Hay, who um, who went to six Olympic Games as either a, a swimmer or a a coach uh, from 1920 all the way through till uh, 1958, won a silver medal in the men's 4x200 freestyle. So um, so his namesake, Harry Hay, is uh, entered in the men's 5K for uh, uh, for MLC Aquatics. So, uh, so, you know, go Harry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, look, in the women's uh, 5K event, again, uh, Taylor Martin's name stood out for me. She's the... Um, uh, you know the Carlisle uh, uh, Carlisle swimmer trained by Chris Nesbitt, so mm -hmm. uh, she, um, you know, she and uh, she could help uh, Chris uh, create a bit of history. Um, uh, there's also another visitor um, uh, this time from the Seychelles, um, uh, which is a bit of a hub for open water swimming. Uh, uh, it, they've held a number of events over the years at Seychelles. Uh, Sophie Frischot is her name. 
She's the oldest in the field at 34, um, turned 34 on January the 6th. Uh, and she lives in Mandurah, which is just south of Perth, and uh, is a para- paramedic. So, um, oh, very uh, nice. Look out, look out for um, look out for Sophie, and um, and look, we we mentioned the um, uh, the relay, which has um, uh, been on the program for um, uh, a number of years now. Um, North Coast are probably the favourites to uh, retain their title, including uh, siblings uh, Rosie and Jack Wilson. Um, it's mm-hmm. a mixed event, of course. Um, uh, they uh, were part of the winning team last year when they became uh, the first brother-sister combination to uh, uh, to win um, a, a title. Uh, but um, uh, in a bit of uh, for the sake of a bit, bit of symmetry going here, but City of Perth won the first two relays in 2017 and 2018. TSS Aquatics mm-hmm. uh, under Chris Nesbitt won the next two in 2019 and 2020. Yep, uh, it wasn't held in 2021 and 2022. North Coast won it last year, mm. uh, and so for the sake of symmetry, uh, <laughs> North Coast should win again in yeah, 2024. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I so like that, David. Yeah, I like that's that. the next relay. The only thing I don't like, David, is that my team's not on your, your <laughs> cheat sheet here. Where, where do you put St. George anyway? Oh, not yeah, even on here. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I did have a quick look. look no, um, don't try and It's a very you. young team. <laughs> it's a very young team. <laughs> All right, David, don't worry. We're just, we're just happy to, to jump in there and, and have a and bit of fun. Let's have a honest. bit of and qualify, yeah. But yeah, look, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it could be, there could be a surprise on the uh, – could be a surprise upset on the on the cards. No, look, I love my I love my swimmers, I love my team, but no, some of these teams are, are phenomenal and they've got some great talent across the board with all all, all four swimmers. So no, it's definitely going to be it's it's heated up. I think what at first in two thousand seventeen when it kicked off was looked at as you know a bit of fun and something different as well. But um, certainly now, yeah, some of these teams are, are ferocious in terms of you know there's no let up. It doesn't matter who's diving in. Um, they're, they're fast and, yeah, and it's yeah. on. So no, yeah, yeah. it's going to be. It's certainly going to be exciting. Um, yep. If you if you do listen to us and you're in Bustleton, get out there, have a look, um, get around next week. And uh, well, this is coming out the week off. So um, as you're listening to this, get out there now. But um, yeah, some great racing to be watched from the jetty. Um, you can get a pass that you can get on there and, and have a look as well. But also on the side, lots of different things going on down there. But there's yeah, whether it's the 10Ks and, and uh, events to make teams or the 4 by 1500 meter relay. Uh, it's all exciting stuff. But, no, that was fantastic, mate. Yeah, there's some there's some great racing. And as I said, um, you know, with, with people being out, I think it creates opportunities for others. Um, I know there's a lot, a few Japanese swimmers coming over as well. They always add a lot of class and speed to the event. Um, so it's certainly not – it's, you know, the quality is still there. Um, and it's going to be interesting and exciting to watch. Um, and as I said, good luck to everyone that's going. If you're a coach um, that listens, good luck to you and your team. If you're a swimmer that listens, um, you know, good luck to you guys. And if you're a parent that listens, good luck to your, you know, your children and the teams that you're involved in. Um, I love open water. As I said, I, I think it's been built and ingrained in our culture at Campbelltown uh, where I grew up and the club and all that sort of stuff with John Saliba and Alan Thompson and the work that they all did. But um, as I said, I love it. You usually get a, a fighter's chance. That's what I like about it, David. You know, if you're a battler mm. and you just get in and you're working your backside off, you've got a fighter's chance in some of these races. And yeah. I think um, at times uh, in, in swimming, especially when it comes down to the narrowest of margins of 0.01 mm. and, uh, there's only so many people that can be the very, 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 very best. Um, yeah. Open water um, just gives everyone that little bit of an opportunity. Don't get me wrong, when you're the open water champion, you are still absolutely the very best. But mm. at times it just means maybe you, you know, as I said, we're able to endure a little bit more than somebody else or you're a little bit smarter in the way you went about your your racing and your pack okay. swimming and, and the decisions you made. And just adds an element that I think, um, you know, pool swimming doesn't always add. Um, which, as I said, I, I find super exciting and I love watching it. So um, yeah. good luck to all the open water swimmers. I'm glad that we did this episode. I don't think open water swimming gets talked about enough um, or it gets the accolades. I mean, I, I certainly don't think Karina Lee got celebrated as much as she probably should have for what she was able to do. Um, I know within the team she did, David, but, I, mm. I you know, you know, all the different interviews with Sunrise and all these people, I, I don't think, you know, she, she got – um, celebrated as much as she should have. That was a 
huge effort in 2021 in Tokyo to to bring us back our first ever open water medal. Uh, it was a great race for anyone who's, who was up and watching it. It was fantastic. So yeah. uh, we don't cover it enough. I'm glad that we did, David. I'm, I'm glad that um, – and your stats absolutely are fantastic. And on the money again, killed it again. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, all right, thank you very much, Robbie. Good to uh, good good to good to talk to you, and um, uh, look forward to catching up uh, ahead of uh, you know the next uh, big meet. Yeah, well, we'll definitely. We'll, I'm sure me and you will will be on again um, sometime between now and and trials. Um, I'm sure you'll be back on with Shannon again. We'll have a few different um, episodes coming up. As I said, we're very uh, very fortunate to have you jump on and have a chat with us, David. There's not many podcasts out there that have their their own stats guru. Now, there's a lot of people that sit there and they throw out stats, but they don't really know if they're right or not. They're just pulling them out of their backside. Um, but no, we're very fortunate, David, that, you know, and very thorough, as I said, and, and all of these uh, different pieces of information that we've talked about today. Um, there's a lot of people, as I said, that are listening and going, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. I remember that. So that's what I love about these sort of episodes. Everyone walks away learning something. Um, and as I said, I was, I was just excited as well to shine a light on um, the 2024 Open Water Australian Championships over in Bustleton. Um, good luck, as I said, to everyone that's over there, that's heading over there. I uh, hope you swim well. hope you swim safe. I uh, hope we get out of there and, and have a great week over in Bustleton. Um, but until then, David, thank you very much, mate. It's been our pleasure again to have you. Thank you. My pleasure as well. Thank you to everyone. And as I said, yeah, good luck to all the open water swimmers and we'll talk to you all again next week. Thanks, guys. Today's episode of Off the Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you, as always, by Pro Swim Workouts. Nico and the team at Pro Swim Workouts have been supporters of the podcast from day one and continue to support the show and the coaching community more broadly with their platform, proswimworkouts.com. Head over to the website right now and become a member to receive all the exclusive content, whether it's programming, in and out of the water, thought-provoking articles, or even just sharing of ideas. It is a one-stop shop. And for all those just looking to browse, head over to proswimworkouts.com to find free workouts, podcast tips, jobs available, and so much more. So what are you waiting for? I'll say it one more time. Head over to proswimworkouts.com right now and let Nico know that Off The Block sent you.